0: All right, for this episode we'll be talking about Rush, Moving Pictures on the line. I have Rob.
1: Hey, what's shaking?
0: Ben. Hello. John. How'd it? And Kyle. Hi, buddy. Moving Pictures is the 8th studio album by the Canadian progressive rock band Rush, released on the 12th of fe- February 1981 through Anthem Records. The producer was Rush, Terry Brown, and the genre is progressive rock. I'm going to read from All Music Review. Greg Prado. Not only is 1981's Moving Pictures Rush's best album, it is undeniably one of the greatest hard rock albums of all time. The new wave meets the hard rock approach of Permanent Waves is honed to perfection. All seven of the tracks are classics. Four are still featured regularly in concert and on classic rock radio. While other hard rock bands at the time experimented unsuccessfully with other musical styles, Rush were one of the few successful crossovers. The whole entire first side is perfect. Their most renowned song, Tom Sawyer, kicks things off and is soon followed by the racing Red Barchetta. Yeah, the instrumental YYZ and a song that examines the pros and cons of stardom limelight. And while the second side isn't as instantly striking as the first, it is ultimately rewarding. The long and winding the camera eye begins with a synth-driven piece before transforming into one of the band's most straight ahead epics. While Witch Hunt and Vital Signs remain two of the trio's more underrated rock compositions, Rush proved with moving pictures that there was still uncharted territory to explore within the hard rock format and were rewarded with their most enduring and popular album. All right. What do we think of Rush moving pictures? Yeah.
2: Yeah. This this, this is fun. This is a rock record. Quality rush. Give me me some of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm in I'm in to rush. I'm in the <laughs> south.
3: Do they say Z in Canada? Yes, they, they do, do say do. Zed. Or do They say mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: that's so strange. Who brought it over? Who brought Zed to Canada? The Queen?
4: The British? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of hers. <laughs>
3: it is one of hers. Yeah. She's on their money and everything. Yep.
4: That's yeah. what happens.
3: Yeah. Do they say Zed in Australia?
4: I'm pretty yeah, sure. I think I think everybody except for uh, is there any
3: other English speaking country that says Z? Uh
4: probably Liberia. We should just say Zed. Zed's cooler anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to okay. say Z's dead. You want to say Zed's dead. It's much. Zed's cooler. dead, baby. Right.
3: Zed's dead. From now on, it's uh, I'm a I'm a Zed man.
4: Zed Zed top.
3: Yeah. Now you're rethinking yeah. it. Yeah, I'm rethinking it now. Sorry.
4: Yeah, the Camaro anyway. I rock Zed. <laughs> it doesn't work. See, that's how I like that. I like
3: that. Uh, but moving pictures this is my first time listening through it but I knew most of these songs because mm-hmm. this it, it's impossible to not have heard moving pictures yeah I, it's it's all it's uh, yeah especially side one that's just hits
2: yeah if you're if you're living in Indiana and driving home um on a Thursday <laughs> you might hear the first half of this record on q ninety five on the <laughs> four for four rush block
0: yeah they probably just play the first side right they just yeah, doesn't even care. Just play the CD.
3: <laughs> wait, wait, uh, I'm going to bring it up again, but uh, same thing. I actually read DJs were doing that with Delirious. Just drop the needle on side one, take a smoke break.
4: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do have to say that Red Barchetta and YYZ aren't super radio friendly, but you you you've definitely heard them. And if you've ever gotten like one of the Guitar Hero packs in the late 2000s, yeah. I think YYZ was one of the tracks on there. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. it's super fun to play on your, you know, plastic <laughs> instruments.
3: Yeah. I don't know. how uh, That that might be how I know some of these songs. I know I've never intentionally sought out Rush songs yet. I, I'm familiar with all of Side One.
0: Yeah, I think it's just rock radio. Yeah. Yeah, I've had this CD
2: for a long time, but I remember like getting into it, you know, maybe like 20 years ago when I just young Kyle couldn't get through the camera eye um all the way so i never the last two tracks are always kind of a mystery until we uh we're talking about this record and they're really good uh witch hunt is is great it's dark and creepy and uh you know vital signs that's that's a classic um but yeah uh you know young kyle it was it was hard to get through the camera eye
0: what do you you think that is
2: what do i think that you know I, i probably had a short attention span a shorter attention span back then but i you know i got through yyz because uh Rob and I, our buddies band, Mr. DNA uh, covered that one time um, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how difficult it was. And that kind of got me in, into the track, you know, and the whole it's Morse code. It's Morse code. You know, I was like, "Well, that's kind of cool. That's um, really cool. Yeah. I, I I learned that this week. Yeah, that's really
3: cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I found out just by happenstance I was up in uh, Canada toronto like a couple years ago and i I didn't realize that yyz was the uh airport code until i landed and i was like yyz oh my god that's what that is (laughs) oh my god (laughs) just blew my mind it would mean they
4: were home yeah they they did luck out that the morse code for yyz is actually like an interesting pattern (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean but but if it could have been anything else they could have still made it sound cool you know like they're just that skilled yeah it's in our cans right now and it's just like Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I love the panning, the panning on the the intro bells of the left, right, left, right, left, right. It's so great. And then I love the the technical prowess of I mean, Pert is just a monster on the drums. I did find it interesting too. the drums. uh, I was noticing this week are quite high in the mix. I never really because I was just like really listening for, you know, the detail in in rush and yeah, his drums like in the mix they they go a little bit higher I think than normal. I think that's a, like...
3: a privilege of being a lyric writer as well. Yeah, <laughs> he's pulling some yeah. more weight around than the and, band.
1: <laughs> and having thirty pieces of your kit, yes, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just that many
3: microphones. It adds up. <laughs> I
1: think his kit might have more octaves than like either the guitar or the bass.
3: <laughs> Man, when I was in high school, I went to see a uh, it wasn't Neil Peart, it was uh, Terry Bozio, like Zapper's drum, Zappa's drummer from the, the 80s. Uh mm-hmm. do. He was doing, man, I forget, like uh, an exhibition. And he had his kid yeah, up there. Pearl.
1: I saw that same. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. At, uh, at, at Woodwind and Brasswind up in cool. South Bend. Uh, no, he came through Indianapolis as well. Like, OK, he was but, on he was on tour. He's got
3: his toms and his cymbals tuned chromatically so he can play chords on them. Like he was mm-hmm. like going around the drums. He was like playing chords and like, he's got four kick drums, two of them with remote pedals. So they're all just right there. He can like play like a walking bass line. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> anyway, Neil Pert, monster. Yeah,
4: absolutely Our,
1: unreal.
3: And that's another thing I've been mispronouncing. Uh, it's, isn't it? I heard after it's he passed,
4: peart. Peart, Peer, peart, Peer, peart, peart, So my sister, who is a huge uh, rush fan, says you can be sure that you won't be skiert if you say peart, but if you say scared, like peart, you're wrong. <laughs> so don't be scared. Be skiert. Uh, yeah, your scared. sister is a hardcore yeah. rush fan. Yeah, my sister is like. <laughs> Super, like she's she's on the Rush message boards, the the BBSs. She's hacking the Matrix. She's she's getting how many, old <laughs> drumsticks. Like, how many how many Rush shows has has she seen? I I don't know the, the exact number, but more than two. So like I don't know. Like she's definitely she's definitely all up in it. Uh, Does she have a tattoo? Rush tattoo? Uh, she's pretty devout in her Judaism, so no, she doesn't have any tattoos. <laughs> but. But if she got one, it would probably be like the fly by night, like an owl or some shit. (laughs) Uh, Twenty one
0: twelve, please.
4: Yeah, get the star man. Yeah. (laughs) If
3: if you don't want to get a tattoo, you can just get a giant star and carry it around and you're the man.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, you could do. You're right. I will talk to her about it, Ben. We'll (laughs) see how that goes. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, and that's that is an interesting thing to think about. Like this band, this trio from Canada it it pulls people in it it has serious fans worldwide and objectively it's not it's not super radio friendly it's pretty proggy but this album is definitely kicking yeah. out designated like attempts at making radio songs you know they only have camera is one of the last songs they ever do that's over 10 minutes you know and they're trying with tom sawyer limelight uh to to have things that are probably a little more commercial
3: they were succeeding. Yeah. yeah. Those
4: songs were a big hit. Yeah. Th- this album sold 5 million. Wow. I mean, this is huge for them.
0: Yeah. I think they really reined it in too. I was a little disappointed that Permanent Waves wasn't here because, I mean, I love Spirit of the Radio, Free Will and those songs, but I-, I can kind of understand that this album gets them to a place where it's, I mean, it's huge. They become a kind of radio-friendly band or whatever you want to say. Those songs get played Probably a lot more than than the songs from uh, Permanent Waves. Can we also talk about how maybe one one of the best power trios ever? I mean, we we brought oh, it up with sure, ZZ man. Top. Sure, we brought yeah, you know, yeah. Rush is they're pulling a lot of weight. Every member is. I mean, with uh, Getty doing using his feet for uh, the <laughs> the synth parts and then also playing. You know uh keyboards and, and bass it's it's crazy
3: heck yeah they they sound bigger than a trio, yeah, in a different yeah, way always, that motorhead sounds bigger than a
2: trio mm-hmm. I always assumed that they would have additional musicians on stage until like years ago, I got a uh, Russian Rio and watched it, and I was like, Oh my god, like yeah uh, <laughs> it's a
4: yeah it's yeah. yeah i mean and and they're playing all these songs. As if they can play them live. There's only, like, very rarely a studio track. There's a studio track on this album, Witch Hunt. Uh, Witch Hunt, yeah. yeah. But that's super rare for them to have a song with, like, overdubs or layering. It's usually just, like, this is the sound. We are just crushing this. And this is what we sound like live. (laughs) Yeah, and they played that live, too. Yeah, when they had the the tech to do it, I think. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: be better than they are they should be more renowned than they are because yeah when y- they can do that live man that's just incredible
1: yeah they're they're thrown into that uh like not cool enough for music critics to like uh yeah like spot and it's it's only like honestly like we, we have uh, this and abba we have coming up this week too like both of those bands are just like Critics fucking hate them.
2: For, yeah. forever. Well, I don't know if that's true about ABBA, but
1: we, we'll, we'll talk about okay. it. Okay, okay. Yeah, like they're they're both both tragically unhip bands in the eyes of like I guess what would be constitute gatekeeping of like
4: hip, you know? Rush
2: is, weird. Rush is dorky. Rush is very yeah. dorky.
4: I mean, Prague Prague and Pop, they don't they don't sit in the same aisle.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, self They're also not at the cool kids table though. <laughs> yeah. So self- well, there's proclaim, just not enough too. room. Yeah. There's not enough room at the cool kids table for all of Neil's drums. <laughs> like, that takes up a lot of space, you know?
0: <laughs> I mean, I remember watching the, the documentary and, and having, um, them asking, you know, like there'd be all these people they there on tour with, I mean, because they're playing with rock and roll bands, obviously. So they have groupies, they have, you know, they have like, they're drinking all late at night, and they're like, "Did Rush ever, you know, get into that?" And they're like, "No." Nah. They just went back to their <laughs> hotel room and read a book and went to bed. <laughs> Rolled up some characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, that was uh, Gene Simmons giving that interview because uh, yeah. Kiss took them on their first, uh, oh, yeah, first big tour.
0: <laughs> it's kind of amazing too, because I mean, doing research, you always kind of look for stories or things that happen on the road and for Rush it's kind of just like they just crush it. I mean they just that's literally they want to be the best musicians and create amazing music and they do it. And that's that's it. They don't <laughs> they do their job and then they don't have like uh the drama uh that a uh, that a lot of other bands have. I was surprised to hear too this week uh Getty was talking about how he watches Neil's Neil's uh drum solos every night. He's like I love it. He's yeah. like, I'll watch his solos. I just think that's they just uh, really click. It's amazing.
3: I bet Neil's not watching his own solos. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although they did have a bit of a, a brief time, I believe it was the was the, the late '80s, early '90s when they were getting so proggy, so prog heavy mm-hmm. with the softer, uh, yeah, softer stuff, and and they wanted to go into this. Uh, they wanted to bring it down into almost soft rock and get away from the the harder rock stuff. And you know, like did, like cool kids did not see. <laughs> I, uh, yeah.
1: Well, Neil's not watching anything anymore. He died back no. in uh, twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. R I P. January. R I P. To Neil Peart.
0: I was going to mention that I was pretty pleased on this album that that getty actually switches from his Rickenbacker bass to a Fender Jazz bass. It mm-hmm. he got it from a pawn shop and I do think that it it has a nicer round sound. Um like it gets a deeper tone than those yeah. Rickenbacker. I love yep. the sound of Rickenbackers but for Rush, I mean this it just sounds better I think with the the direction that they're going.
3: Moving forward, did he continue using the That's, Fender? Yes,
0: interesting. Yeah,
4: it it adds a lot to like because they did start to put dashes of the flavor in now and then they added it in later. Like they uh, they they started to have more of a reggae vibe to some of their songs. Mm -hmm. Like in Vital Signs, you can really hear it come through. I I love Vital Signs. You know, Vital Signs. Yeah, sort of an album closer that not many people you know it doesn't make it to the radio, but it's it's fun and they've got a, a cool sequencer line in it. I mean, it's. I don't know. It was one of the better surprise tracks on this album that I hadn't, had never heard. I agree. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I heard someone characterize Rush as it's like, yes, if you don't, if you like the prog side of yes, but you also like Black Sabbath. It's like, it kind of sits in this weird middle area of having riffs, but also being that, you know, that prog side of yes, but not too prog. Yeah, yeah, they yeah.
1: the kind of Trojan horse in the uh, the time signature changes. It never feels abrupt. Like the songs continue to groove in spite of the uh, the weird changes. Y Y Z like notwithstanding. A lot of fun counting if you sit down with this stuff. Counting is fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like counting on my fingers.
4: And, <laughs> and I think to touch back on on a point that Kyle made about young Kyle and and older Kyle, Rush. <laughs> The way that Rush puts out their songs and the way that Rush lays things out, I think some things would would speak to a younger a younger audience, and some things just wouldn't. Like Camera Eye, unless you're really looking at it and saying, okay, well, I want to listen to this song that's ten minute long and has sort of two distinct thematic sections, like a New York section and a and a London section. You know, that's not the kind of thing that a younger me would want to listen to. I'd rather just like. Bump some crunk hits out of my car, <laughs> but but you know uh, older me really can can start to appreciate that.
0: That's really interesting you say that because I had my brother had twenty one twelve and moving pictures on vinyl, and I used to, I mean I think it's one of the reasons I'm a big bigger Rush fan uh, is I used to listen to those when I was like growing up, like six to you know high school or whatever. So I. I would just sit there and listen to these songs like we're listening to right now, you know, and just, and be like, Oh my gosh. And then there's this part and then there's this part. And it was like a storybook (laughs) through Mm -hmm. a song, like the camera eye. So you could, yeah. I mean, when you're that young, I didn't have the internet. I, you know, we had some Disney movies and stuff like that. So I could imagine these different, elements it's like a sci-fi epic or something that's happening in the in the in the music so it was directly i think i was just the right age to kind of uh be patient enough to you know sit down and and experience those things your brother so didn't happen of, to
3: have a copy of Tarkus, did he? he because didn't.
0: that's even
3: that one's even got the pictures of the monsters in it for you.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Instead of Peter and the Wolf, he got twenty one twelve and Witch yeah. Hunt. <laughs> 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 I mean, I envy you for that, man. <laughs> that's pretty rad.
0: Yeah, I just remember putting this on in the in the basement with these terrible big box speakers and on this like old record player, and it it just sounded good too.
2: The only Rush record I have on vinyl is uh, Hold Your Fire. I don't even know where it came from.
4: <laughs>
0: not, their, not their best album. <laughs> oh, the visual puns are so silly. So, oh, do you, yeah. yeah, really funny.
4: Do you want to so talk this about album, the triple entendre?
3: Yeah, it's a triple yeah. entendre. It's called Moving Pictures. The cover is a photo of movers carrying paintings, carrying art out of a museum. First tundra. Second Tondra is, uh, to, to, to the right, there's a crowd of people that have just been brought to tears because these pictures are so moving. So moving. <laughs> Third Tondra, on the back, it's the same shot, but it's scoped out, and you can see uh, it's a movie set. They're, they're, they're filming the whole thing. So that's moving pictures. So the the album cover, the front of it, they actually were filming it. And the album cover is just a still from the footage that they shot. So I guess on was a it, uh, it was a tour. Maybe it was probably this tour. They had projected behind them like a picture of the album cover, and then, much to the crowd's surprise, it would just come to life because it's part of footage. Yeah,
2: so that, that was, was cool. like years later. Which yeah, I imagine that was like really fun for a bunch of nerds to see. Like, I imagine that was like. <laughs> When you go to a a Star Wars convention and they show like a little new footage, people just (laughs) their pants like just (laughs) moving pictures, it's moving. You know. (laughs) I bet there were tears. Middle aged. (laughs) Because it was because it was it was so moving. Some stinky nerd tears.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah. These tears smell like Mountain Dew?
0: talked about before uh it was yeah five times platinum us it was four times platinum in canada and the numbers seem to indicate four hundred thousand, whereas huh. the five times platinum in the united states was five million so that's from wikipedia i don't know exactly how that works um i do know hey, that. Tell me I mean, that
1: wikipedia doesn't tell the truth though all the time
0: <laughs> i'm just confused about you know I I would think it would sell better in in Canada. I mean, 400,000 is no joke, but... Unless
3: there's more people, the United States bodies here buying records. Buying records, yeah. Well,
0: yeah, but you'd think that they would
4: distribute this, like, with every Canadian baby born, they give you a free Rush album, (laughs) you know? know? Like, (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) this and, like, Celine Dion and, you know, Neil Young, (laughs) just a little stack.
0: (laughs) Uh, also, one more thing. Lee was experimenting with his Oberheim OBX, and that's what you hear for Tom Sawyer. It became the Tom Sawyer sound, essentially uh, that growling synthesizer. Oh, it sounds a cool so sound. good. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you ever want to have a, uh, a a fun time with a YouTube deep dive on the OBX, there's uh, the keyboardist from Toto. Oh, has all of his. Uh, like I guess what would have been like, uh, pay thirty dollars plus shipping and handling, and whole took had to do Tim wearing these really giant puff, like a really puffy shirt, coked out of his mind, just <laughs> like, t- teaching you how to find the blip. Oh, wow, that's awesome. I really, re- I, I, I recommend it. It's a, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, is is it so some good? Yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, I was gonna. That was what I
3: was gonna ask. That's yeah. a good, useful,
1: useful synth knowledge. I- I learned a lot. <laughs> oh, <But wow>. yeah. <laughs> He's on is hilarious and his sleeves are the mo- are the best part of the whole thing. So.
0: <laughs> Anyways, Rush. Nice. Yeah. What do you think of this record? Is everybody on the positive?
3: Yeah, I enjoy man. it. Yeah. Positive for me.
0: Yeah. You know, I
2: uh, rewatched uh, I Love You, Man. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah.
1: yeah. Not for yeah, a they'd... while.
2: You... <laughs> yeah. They talk about Rush a lot. And um, Paul Rudd keeps saying Tom Sawyer. So when he's singing along to Tom Sawyer. And I, I was like, oh, is that like a non sequitur? Because, you know, it's, it's Paul Rudd and he says crazy things. But if you listen to the record really close, if you listen to Tom Sawyer, he's got like three syllables to say uh, Tom Sawyer, he, which is four syllables. So he says, Tom Sawyer. Uh-huh. And like, I can't <laughs> like un- hear it. I can't <laughs> un- hear it now. Leave, yeah, pick up on that, you know?
4: When you said that at the beginning of the podcast, Kyle was like, what is he talking about? And then as soon as Tom Sawyer came on our account, I was like, Oh crap! You're right, <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's an Apatow movie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. Ap- I think Apatow. I mean, a lot of those guys are Canadian. I think they've got a a lot of love for yeah. Rush, and rightly so. I mean, Good I album. love this album. It's it's got the radio hits. It's got the songs you know, but it's also yeah. got a few you don't, and those are awesome too. So definitely yeah. positive. Pick it up.
1: Yeah, for for that for that Apatow tip, this uh this goes back to Freaks and Geeks like uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jason uh-huh. J- Seagal uh or Seagal playing the uh Spirit playing the, the, radio. the drums to uh Spirit of the Radio. Yeah. I think thinking he is. So, yeah. Man, as long as we're talking
3: uh, uh pop culture references, I can't listen to Rush without seeing that scene in SLC Punk where the the nerds become punks. Like they're in their the basement, like totally rocking out to Rush and like Playing showing some. I think, and then I, I forget what he like a Black Flag cassette tape or like something like that. <laughs> and like, it just no, changes. It's
0: like It's Sex Pistols, and I Is was it? like, no, that, why? Why are we going backwards on the on this?" <laughs> Birch only posers die.
2: <laughs> Have you guys seen the video of Rush uh, trying to play rock band? Tom Sawyer,
1: yeah, so no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: so charming. So Neil Peart looks pissed off. Uh, That's funny. It
0: is amazing. There is there is one story uh about Neil that I think Zach told me one time, and I was like. This has to be an urban legend. Have you guys heard it about the is it the motorcycle penny? story? No. So he put maybe it's a quarter whatever it is. But I feel like it's a it's it was either a penny or a dime and he holds it up to the wall to just a wall and then he holds the the uh, I'm trying to exp- figure out how to explain this. So he's holding the penny with the End of a drumstick, right? And he's just holding it up with a drumstick. And then it was said that he could just drum on the penny, like back (laughs) and forth, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, and just keep the penny in the same position because it would, you know, it's kind of like stuck there. I feel like it doesn't even matter
2: if it's true. That's such a good urban legend. Like,
1: I like it. I'm going to say it was a toonie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Got a little bit more surface area to hit a toonie.
0: Yeah. There you go. All right. Cool. We're all on the positive rush. Moving pictures. Yeah. It's the last rush we get. So ah, I'm glad we got She's it. Over there, she rushed. Yeah. Me too. All right. Next time we'll be talking about ABBA, the visitors. Thanks. Woo!
1: Yeah.